Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, so you know what that means. It is time to get rolling with another episode of the Jayhawker Talker Podcast. As always, you can subscribe and download. Tell all your friends that are KU fans to listen to this, spread the word, pass it along, Give it a five-star rating, and let's keep this thing rolling. So the Jayhawks, as you know by now, lost again last night. That's three losses in a row for KU, uh, something that is very rare, hardly ever happens in the Bill Self era. He's been coaching at KU for 20 years, and it's only happened three other times until last night. Now it's happened four times. But KU fell to the Bears, the Baylor Bears, 75-69. On Monday night. And this is this is coming off uh, a terrible home loss to TCU on Saturday. They lost 83-60 to 60 at home to TCU. I really didn't want to talk about that game at all. But you kind of have to talk about it because they couldn't hit a shot. They couldn't defend in either half on Saturday against TCU. And they lose 83-60. to 60. At home to TCU. And then, of course, before that, they lost 83-82 in overtime to Kansas State. Could have won that game. Uh, but it is what it is. That's three losses in a row for the Kansas Jayhawks. And the Kansas State loss on the road at Kansas State, that's forgivable. It was a one-point loss in overtime. Kansas State in the latest uh, AP poll jumped up to number five in the rankings. So you lose by one point in overtime to the number five team in the nation on the road. Yeah, that's fine for Kansas. You don't want to do it. You don't want to lose to your rival. You don't want to lose to your in-state rival, whether it be at home or on the road. But right now, Kansas State is the better team. They're the number five team in the nation. And that's what's happening for the Wildcats. They're excited about their season right now, and they should be. 83-82 overtime loss to Kansas State, number five team in the nation on the road, that is forgivable. Even a 75-69 loss on the road at Baylor is forgivable because Baylor started out the season as a top-five team. They were projected to win the Big 12 this year. So losing by six points on the road to Baylor also not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. The 83-60 loss at home to TCU That one stings, and that one could sting and come back to bite you in the long run, especially when you're trying to win a Big 12 championship in a very tough Big 12 where it's going to be hard to win road games against some of these teams, which we will talk about coming up. The schedule does not get any easier for KU, but like I said, we'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. This game against Baylor, however, their third loss in three games, the fourth time that's happened in... Bill Self's tenure here at Kansas. So let's go through some of the uh, losing streaks that happened in the Bill Self era. During the 2004-2005 season, Kansas lost three in a row to Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. That was in February 2005. Didn't happen again until February 2013, in which the Jayhawks lost to Oklahoma State, TCU, and Oklahoma all in consecutive games. 
And then during the 2020 COVID season, they lost to Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Oklahoma all in a row. During that three-game stretch in which they had a losing streak in 2020, there was a game that was canceled, postponed, whatever, due to COVID-19. So they could have had a game in there where they maybe would have beat Iowa State and gone on to not have a three-game losing streak there. We'll never know. Maybe it would have been a four-game losing streak. Who knows? But because of the COVID, that, that happened. So three times that had happened in Kansas history with Bill Self up until last night and this past week when they lost to Kansas State, 83-82 in overtime on the road. They lose to TCU, 83-60 at home, and they lose to Baylor on the road, 75-69 on Monday night. Like I said, it's not a shock to lose on the road at Kansas State, the number five team in the nation. It's not a shock to lose at Baylor, a team that was top five going into the season. Nothing like that, but... The TCU loss at home was a big surprise. And here's what happened in all three of these losses, going back to every game in this losing streak. And we've talked about it on the podcast all season long. Kansas starts the game out slowly and then slowly chips their way back into it. Maybe they have a nice stretch of uh, game where they go on a 15-0 run or something like that, but they're making it tougher on themselves. Starting out the game, not shooting well, uh, not playing defense like they can. It seems like they come out in the first half, don't play very good defense, go into halftime, Bill Self smacks them around a little bit, and then they come out and they play tougher defense in the second half. Well, that happened against Kansas State, and it came back and bit them in the butt because they lose by one point in overtime. You can't come out losing by 15 on the road and expect to come back and get a win. Against TCU, they were down big in the first half, and they just could never get back within 10 points. That's how bad that game was on Saturday. So, in the game last night, once again, Kansas showed their weakness in a loss when Baylor jumped out to an early 18-7 lead. They fall behind early. That's the theme. That has occurred far too often on this Jayhawk team this year. The Jayhawks were out-rebounded, and that's something that has also popped up here in the last several games. Their size is showing. Their big man is 6'8". Usually you want a big man who's 6'10", 6'11", maybe even 7'. That's what Bill Self's had in the past. But right now... They're showing their size. They're not being able to out-rebound the opposing teams. They're losing the rebound battle, not boxing out. So Baylor was getting a ton of second chances uh, on offense there. And then, which this also happened in the game against Kansas State, you get a couple guys in foul trouble like Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick. Grady Dick got into foul trouble with two early fouls before the under-16 timeout in the first half. So before Grady Dick can even hit his first three-pointer of the game, he's on the bench with foul trouble, and that hurts when Baylor then goes up to an 18-7 lead. Grady Dick needs to be in the game as often as possible. You don't want to take Grady Dick out unless you really have to because he provides a spark 
not only on offense, but lately he's been showing his defensive chops as well, going after rebounds, uh, just giving this team a little bit of an extra spark. So along with that early foul trouble, you also had some really unlikely turnovers from Dewan Harris. He was the one that typically has a steady hand from start to finish in these games. Not typically a big turnover guy. Plays really good defense, steals the ball, but not really a guy that gets turnovers too often. He was turning the ball over left and right against Baylor. It was really disturbing to see because if he doesn't turn the ball over like he was, maybe Kansas gets points on those and they come back and maybe take a lead, have a little bit of a run in them to get them back on top. But that's not what happened. DeWan Harris was turning the ball over. And then we also had a no-show game from K.J. Adams, which we hadn't really had to this point in the season. K.J. Adams has been absolutely awesome. But in this game, unfortunately, K.J. Adams only gets four points, uh, didn't get that many rebounds, like we were talking about, struggling with the rebounds. And so all these things combine and bubble into a road loss for the Kansas Jayhawks. But you know it wasn't all bad. For the Kansas Jayhawks on Monday night against Baylor, Grady Dick was steady for the Jayhawks. Dick actually dominated on the offensive end, leading the team with 24 points, including 100% shooting from the free throw line, which I love to see because when it comes to March Madness, you got to make your free throws and getting set with those free throws earlier in the season, the earlier the better at making the free throws. So glad to see Grady Dick Six for six from the line there. And Dick once again showing us what he can do on both ends of the floor. I know I mentioned it just a little bit ago, but defensively, if he didn't get into foul trouble, I'm sure he would have been even more active on the defensive end. But uh, going up and getting those rebounds, uh, showing that he can get some steals. And then, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, uh just one of the quickest releases in college hoops. I know Jay Billis was uh, gushing about Dick last night on the broadcast. So one of the best three-point shooters in uh, not just the Big 12, but in college basketball. So you love to see that uh, from Grady Dick. Also, Jalen Wilson got hot in the second half, finished with 23 points, uh, including three three-pointers. You had a slow start from Kevin McCullough Jr. again. He's had a bad few games against Kansas State and TCU, but... After a rough first half, Kevin McCullough Jr. finished the game with 14 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block. So, one thing that I noticed out of the Jayhawks in the first half of the game at least, even though it was partly during uh, the game when they were not really looking great, but I wanted to see if Bill Self could use his bench a little bit more in the first half of games to mix it up a little bit, see if that could help uh, with how the team flow goes for the rest of the game. And they did put Ernest Uday Jr. and MJ Rice in there as their big man subs. But though those guys are pretty good on the defensive end, the offensive sets looked very clunky when they were in the game. And ultimately, Self pretty much kept the starters in for the whole second half of the game. Uh, Yesifu actually came in uh, at times in the second half when they needed him to. But... It was mostly the starters in the second half for the Jayhawks as they started climbing their way back into the game. So that makes sense, having your starters on the floor, doing what they can to help get the Jayhawks back into a game. And actually, KU 
took a brief lead in the second half uh, for just a, just a minute of the game before Baylor then retook the lead and KU couldn't make uh, a second comeback. But I don't think it's time to hit the panic button yet for Kansas. Despite things not getting easier on the schedule, uh, what's, what's going to happen now is KU had a tough road loss at Baylor. They had a tough road loss at K-State. They had the clunker at home. That's that's what made up the three-game losing streak. But now they have time to get it right. Now they have what it takes to show us who we thought they were, which is a top-five team in the nation, a team that compete can compete for another national championship. But it all starts this Saturday at Kentucky. They have a tough slate of games coming up after Kentucky, but I want to get into the Kentucky game. I want to talk about this tough stretch of four games coming up after this quick commercial break from a company I've grown to love since this past September when sports betting became legal in Kansas. Even though my parlay on Kansas didn't hit last night, I still love to use them. A quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. What's up, guys? Pete Mundo, owner of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Hey, how about this? Do you want to bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly? You can do that right now with our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Four teams are left, two conference championship games this weekend, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs. DraftKings will hook you up with our promo code HCS. That's HCS for Heartland College Sports. Get in there now. And new customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get $200 in free bets instantly. And, yes, that's all of you in Kansas. If you're a Chiefs fan, which I know you are, you're ready for the big game. So get in there now. Let's beat the Bengals, baby. And uh, also, if you're not a new customer, you can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Download DraftKings. Use our code HCS to take advantage. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, my parlay didn't hit uh, in the KU-Baylor game last night. It was uh, Grady Dick actually scored his points. I needed him to score over 15. He got his 24 points last night. He didn't get six rebounds. I, I was really sad about that. Uh, who else was on the parlay last night? Uh, Dewan Harris Jr., I had him getting four assists. I believe he did get that, but uh, KU needed to win the game outright. So I kind of stopped paying attention to that as the second half was going along and the game kind of started getting out of hand. But anyway, nobody wants to hear about my parlay. What you want to hear about is the upcoming tough stretch that Kansas is going to go through. And it's not time to hit the panic button yet for the Jayhawks. Uh, Things are not going to get easier, but Bill Self has time to get things turned around. These Jayhawk players have time to get things turned around. And if they can win three out of these next four games, I think they will be able to get back on the right track and put themselves in position to win the Big 12 once again. But here's the thing about what could be on the line this Saturday in the Big 12 SEC showdown between Kansas and Kentucky. Uh, this is going to be a game with a lot on the line. For one, uh, the history. We'll talk about that here in a second. But Bill Self has never lost 
four games in a row while coaching at Kansas. He's had the four three-game losing streaks now, but he has never lost four in a row. So if that were to happen, Kansas would then be on a four-game losing streak, uh, something that's never happened in Bill Self's entire career at Kansas. And then after that, they would have number five Kansas State coming into Allen Fieldhouse. Then they'd have to go up to Hilton in Ames, Iowa, and play at number 12, Iowa State. Then they'd come back home to get number 10, Texas. So that's right. The easiest game on their slate in the next four for Kansas is this game coming up at Kentucky. Then they've got number five, K-State, number 12, Iowa State, and number 10, Texas. So this is going to be an absolutely wild stretch for Kansas. No rest for the weary. And last year in Allen Fieldhouse, Kentucky came in and dominated Kansas, kind of like what we saw last weekend against TCU. Kentucky won the game 82-60 to in an absolute wrecking of the Kansas Jayhawks on their home court. So not only is Kansas going to be out to stop a three-game losing streak, they're going to be out for revenge as well. Uh, this is the fourth time in five seasons that these two blue blood basketball programs, say that five times fast, blue blood basketball program, that's that's tough to say. But yeah, th- four times in the last five years, these schools have met, and Kansas has won three of the last five. So that's encouraging, but last year, bad taste in their mouth in that 8-260 home loss. So the Kansas Jayhawks are going to be out for revenge. Overall, Kentucky holds a 24-10 lead in this series. So Kansas trying to bounce back from that loss last year, trying to get things a little bit closer to even in the overall series. But when you look at the entire history, not only between these two teams in their series, but in college basketball at large, these two teams are widely considered the two best teams in college basketball history. Of course, you have... Uh, North Carolina, they're they're a big blue blood program. Duke is a bl- big blue blood program. You have UCLA, who is still a blue blood program. Uh, they, of course, were dominant with Wooden back in the day as their head coach, winning, I don't even remember how many national titles, but it was at least 10 national titles. It was an absolutely unreal stretch of basketball there for UCLA. But Kansas and Kentucky ranked number one and number two in all-time wins, and Kansas just this past March overtook Kentucky and now is number one in all-time wins with 2,373 wins in their basketball program's history, whereas now Kentucky has 2,366 all-time wins. So KU just barely ahead of Kentucky, and you know Kentucky was absolutely devastated when KU took over that all-time wins lead, and they're trying to get it back. I know that they, they're they hoping that KU loses a ton of games so that they can get it back. They have to get back on their own winning streak as well. Kentucky, by the way, has won three games in a row, including a win over a top-10 Tennessee team, a Tennessee team that beat KU earlier in the season. So that's, that makes me a little bit nervous going to this game. But what matters is Kansas going in to this game at Kentucky and coming out with a win. Because no matter what it says about either of these teams, you know, Kentucky on a three-game winning streak, Kansas on a three-game losing streak, it's going to be a battle 
And I don't think it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. Last year, I think, was an anomaly. I think that KU's home loss to TCU was an anomaly. I don't think Kansas is that bad. I think they're going to come out and play very well. They have a few days uh, to get their feet back under them after they had a Saturday game, Monday game. Now they don't have another game until Saturday. So they have some time to practice up, rest up, heal up, and get ready for this game against Kentucky. And this is going to be a huge game for the program. Like I said, not only nationally when this is going to be a game that's on the national stage in prime time, but it's also going to help them into the second half of the Big 12 conference play. When right after they play Kentucky, they got to go right back into it and play three top 15 teams back to back to back. You don't want to win this game against Kentucky and then go on another three-game losing streak. You don't want to lose this game to Kentucky and be on a four-game losing streak going in to the next three games against some really tough opponents. So this Kentucky game really could be a springboard of sorts for the Kansas Jayhawks if you want to look at something positive. I know it's been a lot of negative the last three games on this three-game losing streak, but really going into this one, Kansas has to beat Kentucky to set things on a new trajectory, to get them going, to get them rolling into February on a high note. And then they got Kansas State at home. You know they're going to be battling for that one. You know they're going to want to get that victory after that tough overtime loss in Manhattan just last week. You know that Kansas is going to want to get that win. So if they can get the win against Kentucky, bounce back at home against Kansas State, really start to get some momentum rolling into the game at Iowa State. I know Iowa State's a tough place to play, but Kansas seems to win close games there at Iowa State. And then you get Texas at home. Texas is a tough team to play anywhere. But if you can win three out of these next four, maybe even get four out of four, you're going to be right back in the conversation for not just winning the Big 12, but to be in conversation as a one seed in the tournament, to be in the conversation to potentially win back-to-back national championships. I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but that's what this game at Kentucky this Saturday represents as a win could put them on a springboard into February to get them set up for another run in March. And that's what it's all about in Kansas basketball, what they can do in March. So buckle up, Jayhawks fans, because might be in for a bumpy ride. If not, then it'll be at least smooth sailing down the stretch if they can get some wins here in these next few games. That about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter, at Talker at MarkTheOverseer. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can always check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out what everybody's been writing about this KU losing streak, how KU can bounce back from it over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. You can also see the latest on the KU football team over there as well, see what kind of transfers they've been getting. I know that Lance Leipold's been diving into the transfer portal, so that's just another exciting piece of information we have over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Like I said, my name is Mark Van Sickle, and you've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.